What's up, everybody? It's Jay Miller. This is another Productivity and Tech podcast, and I'm a little late getting this one out for a few reasons, actually. Uh, The first reason being I was sick as a dog uh, the last few weeks in February and was not really able to record anything of substance during that time. So please forgive me for that, but I am here I am ready to record, and this episode is brought to you by all the people in the Pit membership group. Uh, This is now closed once again, but we are always looking for people who might be interested in joining. We are a close-knit group of tech professionals in all different stages of our journey, hoping to work together to achieve whatever our goals may be. And, you know, it's it's very interesting that in the several years that we've been doing this, my goals have changed a lot. Uh, as of late, it's pushing towards the idea of independence and like running my own business and uh, helping other developers with their technical things that they're doing and maybe even landing that first coveted uh, developer role, software engineering role. And I'm not going to get too much into that. It's kind of boring, but, and there's some things that I'm just not really, it's not the best time to talk about it. So we'll, we'll get there eventually, but not right now. But what have I been doing? Let's, uh let's catch up. I talked about being sick. So yeah, there was the last week of February when I was actually planning on recording and putting something out. Uh, let's see, my daughter was sick the first three days. My wife was sick the uh, middle three days of the week. And then I was sick the last three days of the week. It was not fun at all. I also had to give a talk during that time. And I've ha- I have mixed feelings. I've had some people say that they really enjoyed the talk. Uh, I had some people that said, you know, I liked parts of the talk. Uh, Other parts seemed a little uh, rushed, not not well executed, not as well planned. Uh, I don't think I had anybody that said they just didn't like the talk flat out. I mean, I I don't, it's kind of a weird thing to tell somebody like, oh yeah, I didn't really like your talk at all. Um, But I, I think if I were to grade myself on it, I give myself like a B minus. I think one of the the skills that I have honed in the time that I've been podcasting and speaking is I have found a way to explain something to people, even if they're not interested, I will keep their attention. So if if I'm talking about something that I'm passionate about, I tend to have a way of getting people to feel the same passion, not necessarily on an equal level, but to just to empathize with that passion, to be able to say, 
I can relate to how you feel towards whatever it is you're talking about because somewhere in my life I have a similar feeling and the excitement that I bring to the conversation can often lead them to reminisce on that same level of excitement. So all that to say the talk went fairly well. I think it went well. It talked about um, the ability to reinvent the wheel and how some of the best inventions that we've come up with have come from people reinventing the wheel and that we shouldn't necessarily be afraid to do that. We shouldn't just not do something because someone else beat you to it. But uh, one of the best examples of that is my static site generator. I felt like I could build a static site generator that wasn't necessarily better, but served a different purpose. It, it fit into a space that there isn't really much for. And since we're doing that, we'll talk about that now. Let's talk about Render Engine. Uh, yeah, Render Engine has been going really well. Um, we j- I just pushed uh, another release this morning. It's still in alpha. I think it's going to be an alpha for a good bit, probably at least until the end of summer. We might move it into beta at that point. Uh, there are less and less features that I want to add and more and more just questions that I have that will only be answered once I have some people using it. And I'm able to use it in a set of different ways. Now, one of the things that I'm really happy about is that I was actually able to get it up and running quickly and efficiently for a jobby job project that I had where I was going to have a lot of content. The content wasn't going to change too much, but because of how the content was stored and we didn't really have a choice in this, it didn't really make sense to try to store information in a database or anything like that. We would just wind up having to do a lot more maintenance than was necessary. But because a lot of the information was stored in flat files, if we just pointed to those files, usually anytime a change was made, they would be overwritten. So this was like a perfect use case for Render Engine. And it got to show the flexibility to where we're able to build categories, we're able to link to other files that are not... um, hosted directly by the service so you're linking to an external you know not an external site but like your external storage that is already set up that other services are using that you're gonna not really want to mess too much with but because you're pre-rendering everything you're able to reference and link to the things that need to be linked to and anything that needs to be downloaded or generated you can do that on first run instead of having to have it pull from a database every single time, which makes it that much faster. And I was super excited when I got to use this. I can't really divulge any information on that just yet, but just know that there's there's some project out there that is running Render Engine and the management team has no idea, but all they're going to see is the end result, which is just flat HTML and CSS that if they want to deviate from in the future, they can, but ultimately, I don't think they will. Now, 
One of the things that I will say is I have been working on getting more clients and kind of diversifying the services that I offer. And one of the reasons for that is I genuinely just don't feel like I can be an editor full-time. I, I genuinely don't think that that's going to be the case. Uh, a good example of that is that I, I've only had one podcast editing client for quite some time. Uh, usually I only have one client at any given time. Occasionally I'll have like two, but for the most part, one client. Now, my other clients, I tend to do other services for. Like I'll do newsletter services or I'll do, uh, I just put in a quote for social media uh, services that we'll talk about in a second. But it's always these ancillary tasks, these things that are, are kind of, that operate around the idea of whatever that person is doing. And, you know, a lot of it is marketing based. Sometimes it's uh, automation based, but for the most part, it's, it's any way that I can help out and help someone by lightening their load a little bit. But at the end of last year, I said that I, I wasn't going to market the idea of podcast editing. Instead, I was going to focus more on building things and uh, just kind of creating more tools and concepts of, of stuff. And I've been able to do that really well. I'm really happy with some of the things I've done. You know, I started doing this thing for a few clients of uploading their podcast episodes to YouTube. And before you tell me, yes, I know that there are services that will do this for you. Uh, there are podcast hosts that do this for you. Actually, my podcast host uh, that I use, Transistor.fm, uh, normally would do it, but I think they're actually having some problems with their website. I guess Google revoked their API and is not allowing them to do it automatically anymore. I think they're still trying to get that whole thing sorted out. But the way that I do it is just old school. I, I make a MP4, I upload the MP4, and I add some data. So for me, I'm not worried about getting the boot for, you know, violating some weird terms of service like that's just not going to happen but the thing that i like about this is that by doing something like the uploading videos to youtube i'm able to make little tools that help with that like my pit youtube uploader which in all for all intents and purpose this is a it's an FFmpeg wrapper. Like it is, it's basically some power tools that I made to kind of get started quickly on people's projects based on their RSS feeds, create some folders. I still have to manually create images and all that content, but at least I have all the information available to me. And then the main function of the program is to basically call FFmpeg a lot of times while it's iterating through uh, all of the episodes that need videos made for them. So for me, it's it's definitely not something that I would I would sell. I'm not even allowed to sell it because FFmpeg is uh, LGPL and it is not <laughs> available. You can't bundle it for anything and use it for commercial purposes. That's just not a that's a no bueno there. So. 
yeah, but it was something I was able to make for myself that was able to help me. And I'm sure that I could, you know, I could always just license if I were going to play around with FFmpeg any deeper than the way I was doing it, I could license it as, you know, LGPL. But right now it's just MIT license. It's available to anyone that wants to use it open source. Uh, There'll be a link in the show notes to that. And then another thing is I'm, I'm doing more transcriptions, which I was able to actually just start using Pit Transcriptor for my own projects and for my own clients. And it's funny because Pit Transcriptor, the original idea came from me doing transcriptions for clients and realizing that it took a very, very, very long time. But the way that it's set up right now, because of the tools that I have for like bulk find and replace and transcriptor, and the fact that it does a lot of the time-based identification and things like that, I can use my iPad in split screen mode, have the podcast queued up on one side of the screen and have the uh, the actual page in pit transcriptor open and use that to quickly do a transcription and the cool thing about that was i was able to do an hour long podcast episode i was able to transcribe that in an hour and 30 minutes which is phenomenal it normally takes me like four to six hours to do like a, an hour, hour and a half transcription because it is just that hard to keep up with, maintain, constantly find. So the fact that I was able to just sit down for a little bit for about an hour and a half, two hours, process the audio, get it out, and then have it transcribed, finish it up, do the touch-ups, and then even convert it to a format. That's the cool thing about doing these projects is I'm not even, I'm not just working on the projects that I've been working on. I'm actually able to make variations to them. Like, uh, shout out to Michael Kennedy from Talk Python. I was able to help him with his transcriptions. And one of the things that I saw was that he uses a different format for his labels than, than what I do, which is normally my label system is speaker and then timestamp, and then uh, two new lines, or uh, sorry, I think a colon and two new lines, something like that. And where his is timestamp, speaker's last name in all caps, and then a colon, and then you know the the text all on the same line. And that was something that, like in my mind, I was like, oh no, I don't know what I'm going to be able to do with this. And I was just like, wait a minute, it, it came from code. Let me let me just manipulate it with code and you know and literally in less than an hour I was able to come up with a a script and that would convert the text into what I call Kennedy format and now whenever you use pit transcriptor it'll actually ask you if you want to use Miller format which is the way that I've been using it or Kennedy format which will be this new form. So whenever I do another transcription, I don't even have to do that conversion. It'll actually set up the transcription that way, which is great. And uh, I'll I'll put a link to that gist. I, I don't have it in code yet, and I, I'm not quite ready to show off the uh, pit transcriptor code, although I have had to been, uh, I have had to show it off as of late 
uh, for some other stuff, but you know, it's, it's still very, very rough around the edges and could definitely use some cleaning, but I will, uh, I'll, I'll keep working on that. Definitely. So yeah, I, again, I, my projects, I, I told myself this year I would focus a lot on making things and I have definitely been doing that and I am excited because I've been keeping my word. That said, I am definitely on the grind trying to grow the business still. And that takes me kind of my main topic for today. The idea of marketing. Marketing is expensive. It really is. When you think about the idea of marketing, no matter how you try to squeeze it, it is expensive. It is either time consuming, energy consuming, or just expensive, like cost wise expensive. (laughs) And I was thinking about this when I was preparing a quote for a potential client and just the technology alone for one year we were looking at close to $3,000 a year. And that's just for the technology. That's not for any work to be done. And looking at the work to be done, we were looking probably anywhere from $700 to $1,000 a month of work that needed to be done. And it wasn't until I realized like, okay, this is what I'm going to have to do. Like I start planning out my strategy for working with on this project. And in my mind, I'm like, I might be not charging enough. Again, I'm really bad at the whole charging thing. I've, I've got to figure that out. I got to figure out how to like, maybe what I should do is like find someone and just give them like 10%, but have them manage my pricing. That way I know that I'm charging a fair rate because I seem to always undercharge and like under plan what I want to do with, with a project. But yeah, I was just thinking of the idea of how much research and effort went into figuring out what the best tools were to do this. And I mean, we're talking about, like I looked at five, like five or six different email newsletter services. I looked at three different social media scheduling services. I looked at Uh, some community management service stuff. I looked at some like webinar live chat stuff. Some, uh, it's so many things that get involved in the process that if you're not careful, all of that, all of those services will just creep up and just zap the, the budget, you know, from you so that you can't bring someone in to help because you can't afford to both pay them and keep the services on. So I don't really have like a a remedy for this. It's just something that I want people to think about when they're, you know, starting their journey of, of there are ways that you can market yourself that are cheaper, but they're going to come at a cost. Right now, I am not marketing myself very well, but I am working through basically connections and networking that I've been doing for the past six to seven years and really just, I don't want to say hounding, but putting, 
just putting the pressure out there and just letting people know, hey, this is a thing that I can do. I believe in my skill set. Like, I am confident I could do this. I'd be willing to to put my friendship on it. You know, that that's that's a big price to pay. You know, if, if something happened with someone that I've worked with, you know, some of my clients I've worked with for now going on two years. And if something happened, like they're trusting me with more and more and more stuff. So if something happened, I would be really upset. I'd feel like I would have betrayed that trust a little bit. And I don't want to do that. So yeah, that's my my main topic, my main thought here. Uh, I don't know, maybe we'll do a newsletter post with this as well. Be on the lookout for that. We'll see. I'm going to basically just go straight to tape with this one. I'm going to throw the intro outro on it and be gone. But uh, yeah, that's going to do it for this month. Uh, in this 2020 season of productivity in tech, it's still just just me. Uh, I'm not against the idea of having a guest, but I'm just also not planning on doing any interviews. If one comes up, it comes up. If not, oh well. Uh, there is going to be a bonus episode that goes out to those premium members. Again, if you want to get access to that feed, yeah, I mean, right now it's, if, if you really wanted access to that feed, I'm going to need you to email j at productivityintech.com and we'll set up a way that you can become a premium member. But right now, the premium membership to the public is closed. So you have to you have to email me directly. Again, that is j at productivityintech.com. I'm not telling you that the community is going to absolutely change your life. But what I will tell you is some of my best friends that I connect with every single day that I'm rooting for, that are rooting for me, that are talking productivity, they're talking technology, they're talking uh, job hunt, they're talking mental health. They're all in this community and you get from it what you put into it. And I can tell you the people that have put a lot into it have personally told me that they've gotten a lot out of it. But if you want to learn more about that, you can go to productivityintech.com. If you want to connect with me, you can do so. I am taking a little, I don't want to say a break from Twitter, but I really am trying to get away from Twitter more. So what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to tell you to go to my website, kjaymiller.com. You can also go to productivityintech.com. They're two different websites, but each one has a contact page. If you really want to tell me about your thoughts on this episode or... Uh, just your thoughts in general, just use that contact page. It goes straight to my email. I'm more than happy to email you back. Uh, but that way you don't have to try to remember Jay at productivityintech.com or anything like that. But that's going to do it for this week, month. I'm planning on doing one episode a month. I may do bonus episodes. I may do episodes just as I'm thinking about them. But kind of keep in your mind one episode a month for this year at least until... You know, honestly, until the business grows and I have something to talk about every single week, again, podcasting is hard. It takes a lot of time and a lot of energy. I've been sitting here rambling for 22 minutes, 23 minutes now, but that's going to do it for this week. I am Jay Miller and for Productivity in Tech, I hope I have been productive. I hope you can be productive, but more important than both of those things, I hope you have a wonderful month.